come to give Him praise, to give Him glory, and to give Him honor for all that He has done and all that He's going to continue to do. And let us read today as we read every Sunday morning, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Amen. You may be seated across the building today. Today is my first day of able to stand from you for you today without sitting. And I have not had my cane today. And so I thank the Lord. I had the church. They were praying for me, been praying for me. And uh, we had one of the ladies come uh, uh, last Sunday with my deacon and laid hands on me and prayed for me and the Lord has really been touching my leg ever since that prayer and uh, and so I thank God today that God is a good God he is a faithful God even though when we're not faithful with him he's always faithful with us even if we forget to read our Bible and I hope that we don't do that or if we forget to pray and I hope we don't do that and when we forget a lot of things God is faithful and He loves us unconditionally because He is love. Did you know that? God has to love you because He is love. And so I thank God today that uh, He loves you and I and that we're part of Him. If we've accepted Jesus Christ into our hearts and our lives, then we are what? We are with the family of God. We are in a family that I do believe that God truly loves His people because we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. That's what God's Word says. And I thank God that He is a, a non-failing God, but He is a God that's not set on a shelf, but that He is a God that loves us and I thank God today that we are here today. I want to thank those that are watching today. My prayers are something I can say to you and your family to encourage you along the way as we get into God's Word today. The title of my message today is this, Grow Through Battles. Grow Through Battles. This is part one. I'm going to do a part two next Sunday. So, uh, but I really want to talk about this. Grow through battles. If you're not having a battle in your life right now, then you're not growing uh, spiritually. You've got to have a battle. Something's got to be going on. Because here's what I've always said. If you're not going through a battle, if the devil's not bothering you, then, uh, then he's got you. If there's something going on and you seem to be going through some things, you keep going through some trials, you keep, through, keep going through some, some tests and, and you're dealing with some issues, that means the devil hasn't got you yet. And so you're going through a battle. And so if you're going through a battle, then that means growth development takes place. It means that you begin to grow spiritually in God's Word. Because there's where we learn more 
about the Lord is when we're in the battle, when we're dealing with issues, when we're dealing with whatever it may be. You've heard me pray physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, mentally, whatever it may be. As you go through those battles of whatever it is in your life, there is growth that will develop as you continue to trust in the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to surrender all of my battles to you because a lot of times we won't we'll say we'll surrender a little bit but we won't fully surrender to his lordship and we need to fully surrender to the lord jesus christ through our battles and with that you will grow and become stronger and i feel today through the battles that i've dealt with with breaking my leg in half uh, I've realized that uh, the Lord uh, had me there for quite a while, uh, right there in my recliner. But I know that God is still on the throne. I know God is still there, and God has been with me through the battle that I have dealt with. And so now I'm growing even stronger in Christ Jesus because of it, because I'm letting you know today there is a living hope in Christ Jesus that you can overcome every battle you've heard me say it and I will say it again it does not change your relationship with Jesus Christ whenever a crisis comes to your life whether you're dealing with cancer whether you're dealing with issues it's not for you to shake your hand and your fist at God and say why is this going on you just begin to embrace it as I embrace the broke the break that I had with my leg I just embraced the Lord Jesus and I said Lord, you know all about it. You know exactly what I'm going through. And as I embraced it, God began to strengthen me and growth and develop, yes, even comes through your pastor because God showed me some things. God told me some things. And I realized that it, my strength does not rely on me, but my strength lies within the Lord Jesus Christ because without Him, I would not be here today. And without Him, I would wouldn't be here today with you and so I thank God today that God will and he is faithful folks he is faithful through all that he does so I want to talk a little bit about it as time will permit some growth through battles and I'll show some uh, scriptures to you today as we get through the passage here today let's look at the book of Ephesians in the New Testament Ephesians the sixth chapter beginning with the tenth verse Ephesians 6 and 10 and we're going to look at this a little bit as the Apostle Paul as he writes as God's Word says he says finally my brethren be strong in in the Lord and in the power of His might. Look at this. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of not your might, but in His might. Remember, everything lies within the Lord Jesus Christ through God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that in the power of His might. Now look at the, look at the letter H. It is capitalized. It is his might, Jesus Christ, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Verse 13, therefore take up the whole 
armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days and have done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, take the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance, supplication for all the saints. Can I hear an amen to God's Word? Listen, I want you to know the enemy is on an attack. And the enemy is out to attack whoever he can. The Bible says he will uh, even deceive the very elect. And he will do whatever he has to do because he has no respect of a person. And he is going to attack you in many ways. You may be doing the work of the Lord just as I'm the pastor of this church. You may be uh, ministering in all kind of different capacities. You may be whatever you are within a church. Maybe you're just a person that comes to church and you're just a Christian. It doesn't matter. The enemy has no respect. He will do everything he can to tear you down. Listen, I want you to know today the enemy knows how to push your buttons. You've heard me say it and I'll say it again. My kids when they were growing up, they knew how to push my buttons. They knew how far to go. Listen, the devil knows exactly how far to take you, and he knows, who to, he knows how to push your buttons. But the Bible clearly lets us know that we must put on the whole armor of God. We're not to put on some of it. We're not to put on a piece of it. We're to put on the whole armor of God, for we are to be strong and in the power of His might. If we're going to be strong in the power of Jesus and His might to fight our battles, the whole armor has to be put on. Because the Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not that we're going out there phys- fighting people physically, but we're fighting spiritually. We're fighting warfare spiritually. And listen, I want you to know the devil has levels. He has levels. When he says that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, these are levels and degrees that the enemy does what he does to try to kill, steal, and to destroy you. And as he is in these levels, he is fighting even when you're asleep at night. When you're fast asleep, the enemy's working because he doesn't sleep. We have to sleep, but the enemy doesn't have to sleep. So what is he doing? He's working overtime. He's working through the night. He's working through the day. He's 24 hours. He's seven days a week. He's 365 365 days a year. He is constantly trying to destroy you in any capacity that he can. He doesn't want you to read your Bible. He doesn't want you to pray. He doesn't want you to have a devotion. He doesn't want you to encourage anybody about the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't even want you to profess that you know Jesus Christ. And he sure doesn't want you to go out and share the gospel with anybody. But that's where we are today in a church that we're in. Even through all denominations, nobody, a lot of the denominations don't know how to win somebody to the Lord. 
85% of people that comes to church today cannot win anybody to the, uh, with the gospel to, for the Lord Jesus Christ because they don't know the Bible enough to reach the lost. Church, it is for us to rise up. It is for us to take heed and understand what the enemy is trying to do. He is trying to dampen the church, try to distinguish the church. But the Bible says that, that, God, that God is going to be able to take care of it because death, hell, and the grave, that Jesus arose on the third day. He's seated with the right hand of the Father, and now he has victory. The Bible clearly lets us know that the gates of hell will not prevail against God's church, against his body, because it's his. It's not ours. We're part of it, but it's his. And that God clearly lets us know that if we're going to win the battle, if we're going to fight the battle and fight it well, we must have the whole armor of God on. Therefore, we need to be able to withstand the enemy when he comes our way. The breastplate of righteousness needs to be on. We need to be, uh, we need to be prepared and ready for when the enemy attacks because he will attack when you least expecting it. The Christian life is at one of, a con of constant conflict. When we claim to know the Lord Jesus Christ and we accept Jesus Christ in our hearts and life as Christians, we have targets on our back because the enemy is going to do everything he can to try to take you out. This is a discouraging to some because you think, well, being a Christian, everything is hunky-dory. Being a Christian, everything's fine. Everything's great. No, my friend, you're in a battle. You're not on a cruise liner. You're on a battlefield. You're on the battlefield for uh, your Lord. Listen, I always I'm always reminded it had the hope to move on to heaven with ease. But listen, getting into heaven is not easy. It's still a fight. It's still a struggle because the enemy on this earth does not want you to go to heaven, doesn't want you to have anything to do with the heaven, so he's going to distract you. He's going to bring in and try to lure you. He's going to cause you to do other things to get your mind off of the main thing. You need to keep your mind on the main thing, and the main thing is knowing Jesus Christ and making Him known and having that personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says to work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. You cannot work on your salvation for your mother, your daddy, your aunt, your uncle, your friends. The Bible says for you to work on your own salvation every day because one day you and I including this pastor will give God an account when we stand for him and therefore we can't say but she said this he said that he did this he did that it has nothing to do with anybody else because the Lord's going to look to you and say what have you done what have you been doing have you been putting on the whole armor of God? Have you been fighting against the enemy when you're on earth? These are the things that God is going to hold us accountable. And clearly, I want you to know today that we must put on the whole armor of God. There's a spiritual battle that's raging all through the believers. We are locked in conflict with the world. We're locked into the flesh and with even the devil. And the struggle will come with, with Satan himself. The battle against demonic powers is warring against you every day. 
The conflict can be won of victory after victory, and that is that we have victory in Christ Jesus because of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of Him dying over 2,000 years ago, now we can have victory because now He's seated with the right hand of the Father and therefore we can be overcomers in Christ Jesus. We are equipped to win because the Bible says that we must put on the whole armor of God. My first point today is this, is that the girdle of truth, the girdle of truth must take place. Satan is called the father of lies. If we're not girdled with the truth, and if we don't have the word in our hearts and in our lives, as again, again as uh, David said, Lord, hide the great things that I need of you in my heart. Lord, see if they be any wicked way. Try me, Lord. Allow the Word of God to penetrate your heart and in your mind. That is girdling up the truth. That is getting the truth in you. How do you get the truth in you? You don't just get it through a pastor on Sunday morning. You just don't get the truth just on a Wednesday night Bible study. You get the truth in you every day because it's a battle. If I give you the Word today, if I gave you... Uh, lizard thicket, or if I gave you a plate of country food and you ate it today, could you wait seven days until you come back again for me to give you something else to eat? No, you would be starving because you would need food, you would need nourishment. That's the same way it is with God. You can't just crack the book open when you want to crack it open. You're to crack that book open, which is the Word of God. That's the girdle of truth. The truth has to be in you. You've got to live out the truth because you have to live out the character of Christ. And to live out the character of Christ is to allow the fruit of the Spirit to come alive in your life and in your heart. That there needs to be meekness, there needs to be self-control, there needs to be peace, there needs to be joy, there needs to be long-suffering. All of these are the fruit of the Spirit and the character of Christ comes out in us. But the only way we can allow that to happen is we must put on the whole armor of God. If you don't have the whole armor of God on, the devil's going to work on your weakness. And he's going to continue to work on it until he tries to bring you down. But the Bible says that we must be wise to his devices. You need to know the devices. If you tell yourself, oh, I'm fine, I'm doing good, I'm doing great, oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, he's not going to tempt you on something that you're not going to do, but he's going to tempt you on something else that you're capable of doing and you might give in. See, if smoking's not your problem, God's not going to tempt you to smoke. If drinking's not your problem, he's not going to tempt you to drink. But he's going to cause, and, uh, cause something else to tempt, tempt you that, that, uh, that, that is your weakness. See, because he likes to hone in on your weaknesses. He's not honing in on your strength in God. Because he knows you're not going to do that. But he's going to work on your weakness and he will work on it until you break. That's why the Bible says we must put on the whole armor of God because the power doesn't lie within you. The power lies within the Lord Jesus Christ. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
It will be His might that's going to carry you tomorrow. It's going to be His might that's going to carry you through the week. It's going to be His might that's going to bring you to where you need to be, not where you want to go. John 8 and 44 says this, says this, John's Gospel 8 and 44, You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. Listen, he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him, and when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. You see, the devil speaks on his own resources, not by the, no, no, none of the other's resources. Doesn't talk about God's resources. He talks about his resources. He speaks of his own resources because that's why he got kicked out of heaven because of pride. And, and two-thirds, uh, one-third of the angels went with him and everything that fell with him. And see, it's out of his resources. So again, because there is no truth in him, and when he speaks, look, he speaks a lie. He speaks from his own resources, and for he is a liar. Not only is he a liar, but he's the father of it. The ultimate, as you heard me say last Sunday, the ultimate lies that, that came was from Satan himself. Listen, the girdle of truth is to oppose him. The girdle of truth is to fight and counterattack against him. The girdle is to keep flowing as we see in the Old Testament and as we see in, in the Jewish customs and we saw all that dressed, the girdle was to keep the flowing robes for tangling. They were dressed and that girdle was able to keep the robes flowing so that they could move around and move out quickly so that it wouldn't tangle. Israel on its first Passover night took place in Exodus 12 and 11 of the Old Testament. And thus you shall eat, it will be a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste, and it is the Lord's Passover. One of the first Passovers was God was telling them, be equipped, be alert, be prepared. You're moving out. You're leaving an exodus. You're leaving uh, that that had control over you, Pharaoh. You're leaving Egypt. You're headed to the promised land. So put on that girdle of truth. Put on what you need to protect you. Don't leave without me. In other words, God's saying, don't leave without me. Know that I am your God. I'm going to take care of you. That you must have me day in and day out. And not just when you want me, but you have me day in and day out. Get prepared. No one has a good enough memory to be a successful liar. As you've heard me say, one lie leads to another lie. Society has labeled lies as a blue lie, white lie, red lie, yellow lie, and there's degrees of lying. And we live in a society where lying is okay. Lying is all right, it's the truth. The Bible clearly lets us know in the last day what is good is bad, what is bad is good. And we're living in those days. That lying is okay. It's all right. It's okay if we lie a little here, lie a little there. It's all right. God will forgive us. Yeah, God will forgive us, but God does not want us to walk around being liars. 
Because Satan is the father of lies. We're doing what the enemy does every day. He lies. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy. We as Christians are not to take up what the devil is doing. But we are to counterattack against the enemy and stand up for the truth. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Listen, truthful about ourselves is dealing with sin in our life. The Bible clearly lets me know in 1 John 1 and 9, if we, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But the Scripture goes on and says that if we say that we have no sin, we are a liar and the truth is not in us. I want you to know God sent His Son. Because of grace and mercy and because He sent His Son is the reason why you and I are here and the reason why we need the Lord Jesus Christ. If we all walked around that we were perfect and there was nothing wrong with us and we were doing fine, He wouldn't have to send His Son over 2,000 years ago on a cross to be bled and die on a cross for us. He wouldn't have to send His Son, but He came to us because He said, My Son is going to be the perfect and ultimate sacrifice. In the Levitical law, they were to operate on 667 laws. There were 667 laws that the children of Israel had to follow by. And guess what? When you messed up on one, you messed up on all of them. Because your righteousness, the Bible says in the New Testament, is nothing but filthy rags. The law is not going to get you there. What's going to get you there is God's grace and His mercy that He has given to us and that we will be able to withstand the enemy through the test of time. And there it's going to take the Lord Jesus Christ to help you. It's going to take the Lord Jesus Christ to help me because it's going to take grace and mercy. I was just talking with my sister the other day and I said, you know, I said, it's going to cut us close to make heaven our home because there's a lot of things that we myself and the church is still not where they need to be and brother Robert as I thought about that I thought it's gonna cut us close because the Bible clearly lets us know that we are to make disciples we're to, we are to go out in the highways and the hedges and we are to compel people we are to reach the lost at any cost. We are to share the gospel. That wasn't a suggestion. That wasn't a thing that Jesus spoke to his disciples and said, just think about it. It was a commandment. And therefore, if he commanded those to get out there and to win the lost and to share the gospel, then guess what? It cuts us close because that's what the church is supposed to do today. We'll rant and rave on other things around about what the church is doing and what the church is not doing in this, but are we reaching the lost? Are we getting out there sharing the gospel of what Jesus said for us to do? That cuts us close because coming into church and going out of a church is not going to save us. It's not going to uh, cause us to go to heaven. What's going to cause us to go to heaven is to do the command that Jesus has called you and I to do is to reach the lost at any cost and to share the good news, to share the gospel, and to win those that are lost, that are undone without God. That's the great commission that Jesus has called you and I to do. 
And the only way we can do that is you've got to put on the whole armor of God. You can't go out there to witness anybody. You can't tell them about Jesus. You can't tell them about what God is and what God's not until you put on the whole armor of God. The blind cannot lead the blind. God has called us to fight in this battle, but it is not for us to fight this battle alone. It is for us to fight together in Christ Jesus because it will be in His power and His might. It is not our might, it's not by power, but it is by God's Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. It's not going to be what your intellect is, what your wisdom is, what your knowledge is. That doesn't mount to a hill of beans. It's going to be what you know in your heart with Jesus Christ and what we execute and do what Jesus is asking us to do. Listen. The psalmist David writes in Psalms 51 and 9, Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Listen, we've got to be truthful with God. We've got to be truthful with, with others. My second point today, the breastplate of righteousness. We are not saved by our righteousness. Once converted, it is God's purpose to produce His righteousness within us. The righteousness of Christ, the righteousness of Christ, is our strength through faith. His righteousness is showing through us. Both of these are needed. I need to have Christ and the righteousness. Others need to see Christ and the righteousness within me. You may have righteousness, which righteousness, the word righteousness means having the right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Having the right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They need to see have righteousness within you and people need to see the righteousness come out of you because that's the character of Christ. His righteousness is shown through us. This is both positional and this is practical. Do right and the right things will begin to follow. You do wrong, wrong things will begin to follow. We cannot do wrong and expect spiritual victory. Hear me today. Hear me today. We cannot do wrong and expect spiritual victory. You will not have victory in your life if you're going the wrong direction. You've heard me say it and I will say it again. Sin will take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. And there's many times that God has given us uh, red caution lights in our life to not do what, we need, what we're doing. And the lights just keep flashing. The lights just keep flashing. And it's left up to you whether you're going to override your conscience. It's up, up to you whether you're going to override what the Lord is trying to say to you. Over and over and over and over again, He'll say, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. It's left up to you whether you're just going to override it and move on. The Bible says if we're not careful, our minds will be seared with a hot iron. I don't want it to be seared with a hot iron. I want the Spirit of God to speak to me. I want the Spirit of God to dwell in me. I want the Spirit of God to be active in me. I still want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that if it's something that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing, I want God's Holy Spirit to say, listen, put me in check and balance and say, that's not right. This is not right. Listen, third... Not only is the breastplate of righteousness, but third, the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is the gospel? When did you hear 
about it first. Can you remember when you heard about the gospel? Do you remember when the Lord uh, saved you? Do you remember when you heard exactly when God spoke to you? Why is it called the gospel of peace? The preparation of the gospel of peace. Being able to share the gospel with others. Preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, getting prepared to be able to give an answer. Should anybody ask you anything, give you, be prepared that you could lead somebody to Christ, to share them about, share them about the good news, to let them know that Jesus loves them like He loves you. We are to be salt and light to the generation that we're living in. Romans 5 and 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace. Listen, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The feet shod with the gospel of peace is moving out to others with the gospel. In other words, there's action that goes behind when you put on the whole armor of God. When you put the whole armor of God, you just don't stand there like a dummy. You don't even just stand there and just look around. No, you're active with the armor on. That's when people go into military, they are fully covered because they're ready for action. They're not there just to look good and look pretty. But they're there ready to go in action. That's when you put on the whole armor of God. You are ready to go and you're ready to go with the gospel through the preparation of the gospel of peace, to bring peace to those that are needing it. As long as we are standing still, we are easy targets. As long as you stand still and don't do anything, you're going to be a target for the enemy to begin to do everything he can to kill, steal, and to destroy Take the gospel to others and experience the victory. Share with others what God has shared with you. And you say, well, pastor, the God has not shared with me lately. Or the God has not spoke to me or Jesus has Well, listen, get in your prayer closet and get to the point where God can speak to you. Well, pastor, how does a God speak to you? He speaks to you through the Word of God. Open up the Word of God, and when you begin to read the Word, you are reading from God. God is speaking when you read the Word of God, and I promise you, you will find strength every time. Listen, when we share with others on our testimony, when we share with others, God will be God in our hearts and our life. Truth, righteousness, and soul winning has to take place in this 21st century that we're living in right now. Truth, righteousness, and soul winning has to take place. How many of us today are concerned for lost souls? How many are concerned? Are we concerned about everything else around us? Are we concerned because Susie Q's not doing what she needs to be doing? Or are we concerned about Johnny? Uh, he's not doing what he needs to be. Are we concerned about everything else around us? But are we concerned about souls? Folks, if we're not concerned about souls, we must pull our flag down and go home. Because we must be concerned about souls. There are people that are lost and dying and going to hell. 
because they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we going to be so concerned and tied up that we're worried about what's going on in the church? We're worried about this. We're worried about, are we concerned about souls that are dying? Are you concerned about your family that's dying and going to hell? Are you concerned about your friends that are dying and going to hell? Folks, that is the great commission that the Lord Jesus Christ has called us and commanded us is to share the gospel and let people know that they need to know Jesus Christ because there is a burning hell that's there. It is prepared for Satan and all of his demons, but it's also there for those that do not accept Jesus Christ into their hearts and in their life. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. It is time for us to get busy doing the work that God has called us to do, to be busy about our Father's business. We can't be just busy bodies worrying about everything else. Let's worry about souls. Let's worry about our families. Let's worry about our sons and daughters. Let's worry about our friends that don't know Jesus Christ. Let's get on our knees and pray about them and pray them in to an altar of prayer will they accept Jesus Christ. Your grandchildren need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're so worried about everything else that we're allowing our families to go to hell in a handbasket. I'm preaching now today, but I want you to hear me. Listen, I'm blessed and very fortunate that my, my family is in church. No, they may not be perfect. No, they may not be all right. But listen, I'm praying every day. Lord, take care of them. Lord, make sure they're saved. Lord, don't let them die lost. Lord, don't let them die lost. Praying that the Lord will take care of them. That's the way we need to be doing about our families. That's the way we need to be doing about our friends. Listen, I, don't want, you to wor- I, I want you to remember what the main thing is the main thing. Because when it's all said and done, it's not going to amount to a hill of beans. What's going to amount is that have we shared the gospel? Have we, put, have we been in prayer with our families? Do they know Jesus? Listen, in my closing today, truth and righteousness and soul winning needs to be on our heart with compassion. Listen, what part does these play in your daily battle? What parts does this play in your daily battle? Get them in place and begin to win because you will win every time in Christ Jesus. There is nobody that needs to be a loser. Everybody is a winner in Christ Jesus. There's no losers. But listen, we've got to be about our Father's business. We've got to be about our Father's business. Listen, as the world continues to close in, as we're in the last days of the last days, I do believe that. But it is now where that we need to be bold in our faith, be, fold, be bold in our walk with God more than ever before. Because the enemy does not have a lot of time. He knows it is very short, very short at hand. And we've got to be busy about our Father's business, doing what Jesus has asked us to do. If I ask you today, and you don't raise your hands because I don't even want to know, but if I ask you today, have you, have you ever led somebody to Christ? 
Have you ever led somebody to Christ? Have they ever accepted Jesus Christ under what you have shared with them? Think about that. It's a sobering thought. If we haven't won anybody to Christ, we need to be saying, Lord, help me win somebody to Christ. Help me win a lost loved one. Somebody prayed for you. If you're, if you're in Christ Jesus right now and you've accepted Jesus, somebody prayed for you. Somebody stood in the gaps for you. And somebody prayed for you, for you to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, pastor, they're done dead and gone. Yeah, my mother's done dead and gone, and she was the, she was the greatest one in my, in my life. She was in my amen corner when I wasn't serving the Lord. But she didn't give up. She kept praying. She kept praying. She kept praying. Kept begging God. Kept begging God. And that's why I'm where I'm at today. Has somebody prayed for you? Do you realize who has prayed for you? And can you take that kind of prayer, that the prayer that they prayed over you when you accepted Jesus Christ, can you take that kind of prayer and pray for somebody else that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ? And I'll go a step further. It'll be close to your family. It'll be a member of your family. Have you prayed and sought God over them to say, Lord, don't let them die lost. But Lord, I want them to have eternal life. I don't want to gain the world and lose my soul. And I don't want to gain the world to lose heaven. I want heaven to be my home. And I hope and pray that that's exactly what you're wanting. But we've got to put on the whole armor of God. That's the only way you can do it, folks. That's the only way you're going to get to heaven. You're not going to get to heaven no other way unless you put on the whole armor of God. You've got to put on the whole armor of God and let him fight your battles. Stand with me today across the building.